How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Welcome to Fireside Jets. Day five of training camp. The pads came on today. We're ready to see some position battles, ready to see some physicality, aggressiveness, and some hitting and some live action because this is what's going to get us ready for the regular season and some great takeaways today. Um, obviously, you know, everyone's trying to get better. Robert Sala had some thoughts. Um, definitely some progress being seen. And, you know, Zach Wilson, you know, didn't have the best day in the in the, the red zone drill to end the day. But he had some really nice throws, one to Elijah Moore that was absolutely gorgeous, would have been a huge touchdown pass. Um, but the defense did stand out, and Robert Salah said they were on fire and playing lights out. You love to see that. I don't think that's any indication the, the offense wasn't playing well. I think it was more indication the defense was playing amazing, which I'm sure as a Jets fan you would love to hear. Before we dive into the good stuff, Ryan, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. Like you said, the first pad practice today, so getting closer and closer to you know actual football being played, the physicality. You know, really getting an idea on where guys stand. And obviously the the highlight of the day, like you said, was Zach Wilson's early on in practice, the big 70-yard touchdown out of the pocket to Elijah Moore. Beautiful deep ball that was thrown and well caught by Elijah. Um, on the injury front, still no George Fanton, 11-on-11s. Um, Jeremy Ruckert and Tevin Coleman still working to the side. Solid did say after practice, he's hopeful that Tevin Coleman's back this week. Um, Quan Alexander made his impact felt in his first practice. He spoke on the familiarity with the scheme, Salah, liking what the Jets built this offseason as to reasons why he wanted to sign with the Jets. You heard Salah say in his post-practice presser that with Quan making an immediate impact, it comes down to just the shape he's in, which they said he's in great shape, just the smarts, the intelligence, the instincts that he has. And, you know, I, I think Quan is definitely a guy who can make an immediate impact. It seemed like he was plugging the run a little bit today, making some plays. And, you know, before I get back to you here, I think the last takeaway I had is once again, just the – Offensive tackle depth, which has been a concern, I think really showed up today. Obviously, I said still no George Fant in 11-on-11 work, and it sounded like Carl Lawson was having a productive day getting to the quarterback, and it really impacted the time that Zach had to work with. Yeah, I'd imagine so. When you have Connor McDermott or a Doga out there, you know, over uh, uh, George Fant, like that's a huge difference. And, you know, this is definitely a concern because you want Fant to be out there getting that chemistry with Lake and Tomlinson and Zach Wilson just getting more comfortable, you know, with his left tackle situated. Um, we have plenty of time here, right? Like he'll be back in a couple of days. Hopefully we'll, you know, make some appearances during the preseason and then be ready for the regular season. He's a veteran. He knows what it takes. He knows how to prepare and be ready for uh, live action. So I'm not overly worried about this. Having a year already in this system is definitely a huge benefit um, for fans. And then, you know, like you mentioned Quan Alexander, good first practice. Uh, Sala did, uh, Sala did mention that, you know, he is in great shape. As you said, um, this is a guy who's going to make an impact, whether it be as a depth piece or if he even can steal a starting spot alongside CJ Mosley. You know, we talked about, you know, we have guys like Quincy Williams. We have uh, Sherwood, Jamie and Sherwood. We have uh, Nazrael Daniel. These are guys competing for that starting linebacker spot alongside CJ and Quan. I would say that Quincy Williams probably leads the pack. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Quan doesn't have a good opportunity to steal some reps away from him because I think that this is should be an open competition um, instead of just handing out starting job. I think that you know Quan has the experience. He's played on multiple teams. He has experience with Salah, with the 49ers. I, I, I really do think that that was a good pickup, a good signing. They didn't necessarily need him. But hell, you can never have too many good players and, and have too much competition. So that was a big one for me. Um, so, you know, what are your thoughts on uh, on Jordan Whitehead? I know he had a big play to start team periods, impacted some series on the on the starting offensive side. So, you know, he's starting to show out at that free safety position. You'd love to see that. Um, and I also saw Jason Pinnock almost had an interception today. He played well. Those safeties are really standing out. I think that's a really great sign for this Jets defense. Oh, for sure. I mean, Jordan Whitehead's a guy I'm really excited about. Won it badly. And, 
happy he's a jet um was I, it wasn't really reported during practice from what i saw but it was in Salah's press conference after practice he said uh you know when asked about why the first team offense struggled which was obviously pretty well documented he said well whitehead the first play made a big stop and that really just impacted the rest of the drive for the offense it was like a two-yard loss you know Salah said he sh- shot right through the gap made a nice stop for a loss of two yards and really, that, that was why the Jets' offense struggled. I mean, you're working behind the sticks, and we obviously talked about the, you know, offensive tackle death being a concern without fan. And, you know, once again, it didn't really seem like Zach had a ton of time to work with. Um, you know, the, the broken play, obviously, early on in practice was a, a dead play because it wasn't offside. So, you know, there were some takeaways also with uh, LaFleur and his press conference talking on Zach and the development. Um, he also spoke about how pleased he is with what, where both Denzel Mims and Mackay Becton are at entering pivotal third years. And really seems like both of those guys after, you know, encouraging rookie years and then a real setback last year, you know, have taken this opportunity to really get better this offseason, you know, prove it to this co- new coaching staff. And the last takeaway I had before we dive into the video really is just the kicking competition. It really hasn't been so well documented to this point, obviously, really since Jason Myers, the Jets have struggled at, at place kicker. And, you know, Eddie Pinheiro at the end of last year really started to give the Jets some good things. And they brought him back and bringing in Greg Zerline as well. We really hadn't heard very much up until today. And, you know, reportedly Zerline went four for four and Pinheiro went two for four with missed kicks from 28 and 32 yards. So obviously not ideal. I, I felt like going in, it was very close, but I would say initially, obviously we'll see how the preseason plays out, but I think just based on veteran experience, I would give Zerline the nod. And early on here, I think those two misses from, you know, short distances for Pinheiro were tough. Look, Zerline is an established kicker. He spent time all across the league, um, you know, Dallas, uh, the Rams, uh, you know, they were in St. Louis. So it's like, you know, you you have a guy who's very much established and, and kickers can last forever. You know, like Sebastian Janikowski was almost in a wheelchair by the time he freaking retired. So it's like Zerline definitely can come in here and make a significant impact. Uh, Panero is a little bit younger, obviously, uh, but has had his fair share of struggles. I would personally go with Zerline knowing that he has the experience in big moments and he's been looking good in practice. So, you know, why not continue to uh, rolling with him? So uh, that's kind of my perspective on that. But let's let's take a look at some clips here. Um, we have a couple to show you guys. And of course, the big one from Elijah Moore uh, to uh, or rather Zach Wilson to Elijah Moore right here off the bat. So we'll take a look at this. I mean, Zach Wilson, uh, I mean, just by the way, this freaking, th- I mean, look, Zach That's Wilson, this throw, yeah, this is, this is just stupendous uh, throw. I mean, across his body reset. I like how he resets his feet and doesn't, doesn't try to uh, go while his body's still in, in motion. He resets his feet, which I think is a little bit of progress for him in terms of getting the ball accurately downfield. Sometimes he would just throw across his body, but he, he resets his feet, gets his body facing the direction he wants to be facing and launches this thing like 60 yards, man. I mean, that's – I mean, Elijah Moore is tracking that like he's an outfielder. That is beautiful, um, which is another reason why I will absolutely be drafting Elijah Moore in my fantasy football team because he is going to be downfield a lot, and no one is going to be covering this man because he somehow finds space in the secondary. So, you know, great throw from Zach Wilson. That's one of the things that really gets you excited about him because he has that just God-given talent um that you just you just don't see many players there you know what does that make you feel like just watching him make that type of toss ahead of the season for sure I mean I think Zach Wilson to Elijah Moore is a connection all Jeff fans want to see and get happy about you know both of these guys going into their second year as core players and expected leaders of this offense and I saw some people saying this throw was actually similar to the one he made at his pro day the big splashy throw where he's moving to his left and kind of throws it across his body like that 
you know, perfectly placed. You, you see just the arm angles, the arm strength. You know, Elijah's just a very natural catcher of the football. And, look, ho- hopefully we see a lot of these types of big plays between these two this season. Who is number 29 right there? Lamarcus Joyner. Okay, I was going to say, he is. I mean, he is. You just cannot let Elijah Moore that open in the backfield, right? You just, I mean, as a veteran, you expect him. Maybe they're playing. He's dropping into a kind of intermediate coverage there. But Elijah Moore getting past him. I don't even know how you let this guy run right by you. I mean, there's two defenders in tow. Like, he just was a freaking beast. I can't wait to see him play this year. He's going to be such an animal. Um, then, you know, some other clips, just basic stuff, saying, hey, what's up? Um, Robert Sala did speak about Jermaine Johnson, said uh, a lot about him today in terms of, you know, they've really liked what he's done so far. He is raw in some areas, but he's going to make an impact for this Jets defense. You know, a guy that's going to probably be a good run stuffer immediately. Um, but again, you know, he, he's a little bit raw as a pass rusher, but he's got all the tangible qualities. He just needs a little bit of time to get them under his belt and some experience just to understand the next game and the power and the, the strength and experience of NFL offensive tackles. It's not an easy transition to make, but Jermaine Johnson, a little bit older, 24 years old as a rookie, um, has the, the physical side of things kind of built out already, which is good. Um, Akai Becton continues to make it progress. I mean, look at him here. Absolute mammoth of a human being guys, like a water Buffalo. I have never seen a human being this big before. By the way, I mean, that is another offensive. That's another <laughs> another huge human being as, alongside him, and he is pushing him back with no problem. So, Mekhi Becton taking those steps forward uh, properly is a really good sign. Um, George Ryan, Fant you know, there. And George Fant, yep. So, he's getting so some individual stuff. work, of course. I, the one thing with Quan I wanted to mention, I forgot to before, I just think this guy's uh, energy, his leadership, the experience that he has, you know, I wanted to really throw in there with just some of the – you know, smarts and intelligence that I was really speaking on before and what I think he's also going to add to the Jets. And, you know, you, you see it. I mean, Beckton just LaFleur spoke on it in his press conference, really pleased with how he approached the offseason, where he's at. And once again, he spoke on the size that he has. And, you know, ho- hopefully fan is back soon because you need this offense to be getting good work in this training camp. Yeah, I mean, it's essential, right? You got You got new guys. Um, young team, second year of a system and a scheme. You're trying to develop that second stage of things. Um, you know, it's good to have those guys. Then Quan on the other side on the defense, you know, this is a guy who's just going to make an impact and hopefully he can um, at a pretty cheap price point. And I love that about that. It's just super cheap and affordable and a guy who can make an impact as a potential starter if you need to. Um, Mims, a couple of good moments, couple of, uh, I think he had one drop, but uh, he's made a pretty significant impact uh, during camp thus far. I'm excited to see what he can do during preseason. He's probably going to get a lot of reps because they're going to try to probably uh, rest most of their guys, try to avoid injury. So Mims will get a lot of uh, you know opportunities to showcase his talents and qualities. Um, I think, you know, do you think he ends up being the wide receiver five or wide receiver six? Because it's, it's, it's going to be a tough one. He doesn't have that special teams value. So that's the big knock on him. For sure, it's interesting. I think with Berrios' ability on special teams, though, ahead of him in that fourth spot, I think it kind of gives Mims some leeway. Now, I will say, and I, I saw it at practice the other day, Jeff Smith is a guy who they've just, you know, continued to speak highly on, and he may play Saturday. It's reportedly, he made plays again today, caught a touchdown pass from Joe Flacco in the team period at the end. Um, and he, he offers special teams value as a gunner. So I think with those two guys, it, it allows Mims to kind of, you know, get by just not offering as much on special teams as a returner or a gunner. And, you know, I, I still think you're seeing some of his ability. Like he made one good catch on the sideline at, at Saturday's practice. Reportedly he made another impressive catch today. And, you know, LaFord did say that he's much more comfortable in the offense, similar to Zach. And you, you just hope that, uh, you know, like you said, this preseason, he continues to show, you know, his physical and athletic ability because 
the talent with Mims is undoubtedly there. And again, I will say some of the depth receivers I thought stood out the other day as well. And it's, it seems like Irvin Charles, a couple of the undrafted free agents, the guy Richard Davis, they signed from the USFL. Some of these guys have been shown out as well. And I think surpassing what, you know, Jeff fans, myself included, thought this team had in terms of the depth of receiver. Yeah, I mean, look, the depth of receiver is definitely a strong suit for the Jets, in my opinion. You know, you got Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, who lost a little bit of weight, looks a little bit more agile and fluid. And then, of course, you know, Elijah Moore, who had the big catch today and has been just remarkable for this team out of a Ole Miss. You know, he's a stud after the catch, before the catch, route running, he, IQ. He's a leader. Um, and LaFleur, you know, expects that of these guys. He expects these talented individuals, even though they're young, he wants them to take on leadership responsibilities and, and solid the same. So uh, you love to see them kind of showing it on the field and off the field. They're just good human beings, which is super, super cool. Um, and LaFleur also wants to see the same from Zach in terms of just the on and off the field development, which I think more so is just like getting the fundamentals right, understanding the scheme, knowing where the routes are going to be going and just getting through his progressions properly and all of those things I do believe. Uh, are moving in the right direction um, and also just having better command of the huddle. I think that's something that Zach Wilson probably was a little bit nervous about in his rookie season, especially during the first half of the year, got a lot more comfortable. The season went on, but I think this year's second season, he's going to have command over that huddle. He's confident, you know, be able to kind of vocalize exactly what he's expecting, you know, get the play out efficiently. And people are going to hear that in his voice, that confidence, and that'll go a long way in terms of his, his players kind of believing in him and working hard and making sure that they put their best foot forward. So I'm excited to see that. Um, any other takeaways you have from today's practice? Um, I think there was a couple other things that went on, but is there anything that stood out to you? I'm trying to think. Um, it didn't seem like the running backs were as active today. I mean, I feel like every practice you've heard great things about Brees Hall. I will say LaFord stated in his post-practice press conference that uh, he's really expecting Michael Carter to take on a leadership role for this offense. And I think he's a guy, once again, with that charisma, just the personality. He's good on the field. You know that. And, I think he's definitely somebody who, you know, it's going to improve on the stat sheet. And I think you're going to see him just his presence similar to Zach, you know, really continue to grow. And also, I mean, tomorrow, hopefully the weather holds up as, you know, it's another open practice to the fans and thought the energy was great Saturday and definitely looking forward to tomorrow as well. Yeah, just I'll just uh, rattle off a couple of updates that I'm reading online. Just uh, Sheldon Rankins had a good day today. He was around Zach Wilson a lot, almost had a second sack of the practice against him. Um, you know, so that's a good sign for Sheldon Rankins, who's been a little bit inconsistent in the past, uh, offense kind of struggled out of, you know, at the end of practice in the red zone drills, but you know, can't win them all. Um, what else is going on? So Robert saw said on the offensive tackle depth behind Fanton Beckton, we like where we're at. I don't agree. Um, I do not like, uh, Connor McDermott at all. Adoga, you know, we were talking about him as a potential cut candidate recently. So maybe they want to go out and sign a guy. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of roster turnover. Like other teams will end up cutting some offensive tackle, some veterans. I would not be surprised if the Jets went out and got one of them for a really cheap. Uh, this is the exact quote on Jermaine Johnson. I mentioned before, he's got all the athleticism in the world. Um, but essentially he's got a long way to go, but we like where he's at. Um, and then, and then another little injury update running back, Tevin Coleman should be back this week, which is a really good sign for the jets. So a lot of good stuff. Um, Michael Carter, the second on Sash Gardner, he's built for, it. he's not afraid to be wrong and he learns from his mistakes. He's going to be a special for sure. The corners are young, aggressive, hungry. You know, you, you talked about this morning in an article, Bryce Huff, maybe stealing some snaps away at corner, maybe easing the transition in, uh, for some of these youngsters. So that might be an interesting uh, thing the Jets try to do early in the season as they kind of just get this defense situated and make sure everyone's kind of on the same page. But I'm excited, man. Pads on, a lot going on. Aggressive, physical. Quan Alexander had a big hit today against Ty Johnson at the goal line. 
Um, you know, this is great stuff. This is great stuff. The Jets are making progress. That's all we can hope for, my friends. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Fireside Jets. Take a look at, the, at today's takeaways and updates. As always, got you guys covered on the daily. So make sure to like and subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.